Hi, this is Zach. And this is Patrick. And welcome to Pipecast. We're back. Welcome to Pipecast. Welcome back. It's been a short couple of days since our last broadcast. Normally, we, we sort of space them out a little bit more than this, you know, a month. Yeah, but now we've been doing them every two days, so. Yeah. December 25th to August, something or another. <laughs> I've been in a coma the whole time, so it was literally yesterday for me. Yeah, so, you know, I had to put uh, Patrick on a, a medical, I'm in a medical coma, medical-induced. Got addicted to Captain Black, and we had to break him of it. No, 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 no. A lot of things have happened in the world, as uh, I don't think we need to tell you mm-hmm. what has happened. You're you're aware. Um, but I think the last time we did uh, do this, uh, it was December of 2019, the last of the great years. And now it is August of 2020, the we're, rise of COVID. Yeah, we're in the midst of a, of a pandemic. We got this pandemic on, but I think when we left, I had not gone on my cruise. Uh, I went, you know, me and me and Ann went on a cruise to Mexico, and then we were in Vietnam for the remainder of January. So basically, we were COVID chasers. Mm-hmm. We were trying to catch the damn thing. Patrick was so close to COVID before it even hit the states. I remember thinking that we weren't going to actually get him back into the country. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to call Donnie J figure something out right we're like hey you gotta hook us up when i landed in vietnam so i left on like the 18th of january i landed in vietnam on like on the 20th just because of time change all that crap like a 16 hour flight jeez whatever i land there boom here comes here comes the reports about it i was like you mean if it starts getting crazy i was like really trump should just shut down all travel Mm. i was like even us like we are outside the country basically he should just say hey you got you got this long of a grace period. Get in contact with this certain organization. We'll we'll fast pass you into back in the United States. But once those once that grace period's up, you're stuck wherever you are. That's probably what should have happened. And like I said, that's coming from an unbiased because we were not in the country at the time. Right. <laughs> we didn't come back until the 31st of January. And what's so funny is I wasn't that worried about it. You know, I was just like. I mean, I'm all, I'm just worried about the flight already. Like my my nerves are already like, all right, here we go. we got this long flight. I'm gonna be stuck on this plane. This one leg of it's gonna be 14 hours. I ain't got time to worry about Corona. But then, uh, you know, you know, me and Ann get through it all, whatever. I don't. I, I find out like two months ago. She goes, yeah, I was scared to death. We were right behind two Chinese couples in line going through South Korea, and I was freaking out. She's like, I didn't tell you because then you'd start freaking out. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, yeah, I'm glad you didn't. She does that to me. Like, she'll leave a candle on. I'm one of those weird people who don't like leaving candles on when I'm not in the house. And she, like, we went to church one day, and we're on our way back. She goes, yeah, I want to, you know, uh, I left a candle on. But I didn't. I realized it in church, but I didn't want to tell you because you'd freak out. <laughs> I was like, well, it's probably good you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Or it's probably good you did what you did. But, but yes, yeah, there's a lot of things that happened. I know... I think we last covered, of course, you know, Zach is a newly father. Yeah. Um, and all that business. Uh, Look, girl, she's talking now a little bit more, and she's trying to take her first steps. Oh, oh, really? I mean, everything's just changing so rapidly. It's been a wild year. I mean, I guess I count my year starting in September now because of my kid. Mm. She was, I mean, she was born, she's born in September, September 4th. 4th? Yeah. 
actually had a friend in elementary school whose birthday was September 4th. Really? Yeah. Jamie was her name. I say was. I'm sure her name is still that. I just haven't seen her in forever. I don't know where she lives or what she does. The was is whether or not she's a friend or not. But her name was still Jamie. Mm-hmm. Ain't it funny how, sorry, sidetrack here. Ain't it funny, like, you'll be talking about somebody and you're like, yeah, I had a college roommate who was Korean. You're like, well, I mean, he's still Korean. It's right. like, yep, okay, but you know what I'm saying. Like, because if you say, I had a college roommate who is Korean, it just don't sound, it don't, something about that sounds odd. You mean he is Korean? Yeah. You said was again. Shut up. Did I really? I, you had to play it back, but I'm pretty sure you did, and I was like, well, if it doesn't sound right, why would you say it, though? All right, let me, okay, let's rewind here. I have a college roommate who is Korean. That just don't sound right. Did I say was again? No, you didn't. You said is, I think. Look, we're going to have to move on. I don't know if you said. <laughs> we're hey, be stuck point, you know what? In a way, point taken. Because if you can't say a college roommate who is Korean, and you have to say was because you think it sounds so correct, mm-hmm. then yeah, technically, you made your point. You're incapable of saying who is Korean. <laughs> Well, ain't that funny, though, how people get that way, though? Well, I mean, I when uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, there's a, I have a tendency to misplace, uh, I think it's of and have because I'm Southern and I don't yeah. always say, yeah. I don't know what the context it's of like, it is. Uh, but it's I like, I should have or I should have. Should have, yeah, I should have, but I go should have. Which and is then the when I the, and because of the way it sounds, I literally I don't I should know this, but occasionally I will put I will type out should and then OF. Yeah, should have. And I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> that don't sound right. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I read that. I'm I was like, I'm a little that's a little too literal of uh, a spelling. <laughs> I think I've admitted this before on the podcast, but my whole life again, we're we're from the south. It it is what it is. Can't change things. I thought it was Chester drawers, like just the male name Chester and then drawers. Mm-hmm. That and I didn't even know it was drawer, you know, like right. draw er. I thought it was just drawer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I graduated college. <laughs> I'm sitting in like a hammock reading. Uh, I can't remember if I'm reading Sherlock Holmes or some uh, Her- Hercule Poirot, but I'm reading some one of those two, and it says chest of drawers, and I go chest of drawers is that what that is? sounds like it makes so much sense because right. it's a chest with drawers in it but i've never i never knew that's what it was but it took me you know i was i was 22 right you know 22 23 maybe and uh, it took me that long to figure that out but that was more of like a literal like i did not know it was chest of drawers and i just found that out oh that's interesting but yours is more of like a, i know what it is but just the way i say it 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 just messes with me but, why well, is it interesting you didn't know they were Chester drawers? <laughs> yeah, I, I swear I've seen it spelled that way. Like what? Which way? Chester. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe I'm not. I wasn't no, that's with... you're right. Chest of drawers. But I swear, I, like, I even Googled Chester drawers, and sure enough, it came up Chester drawers. So, it's not like you haven't seen it spelled that way before. Yeah, because it's enough for Google. But that's not a brand name. It is Chest of Drawers. Look at Ashley Furniture there. Mm -hmm. But I know I've seen it spelled out, Chester. Because when you said that, I was like, no, I've seen that before. (laughs) I've seen it. Well, maybe I had, and I didn't realize it. 
Uh, Chester drawers is when a chest of drawers is branded with Cheetos. That's what that is. <laughs> Chester's drawers. Chester's Cheetos drawers. <laughs> it's just full of terrible chips that aren't chips. I don't even know what those things are. Like, it, Is it like corn things? It's like fried corn meal or something. That is weird how they advertise those. Do you... If you were going to eat, would you rather eat the normal or the puffs? The puffs. I go back and forth. It depends on what they are. If it's just plain Cheeto, I'm going puffs. But if it's that jalapeno, I don't even think they make the puff version of jalapeno. I mean, like, but those at are that good. point, to me, personally, if you're going to go with the the the, the, the shriveled ones, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they are. The non-puff. Yeah, the non-puff. Just plain like, Cheeto. They look, like, just like the, but the puff, I thought, was the original. It might have been, but but, but the, I think the puff is rice, and oh. the 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 one that you like is cornmeal. The, it doesn't matter. The point that I make is like if I'm going to eat a, the cornmeal version, yeah. I would assume, yeah, I'm going to have Fritos or some uh, variant of Fritos. They have those twisty ones. Yeah, that you, uh, they're called something. Like, I think they're just called twists. Twists, but they're like barbecue. Whoo! Yeah, they're those good. sons are good. They have a hot one too. Oh, yeah. And I think there's one. It's like it's not churros. But it's a Mexican brand that's like lime and hot spice. Oh, uh, yeah. And see, Doritos tried to copy it a few years ago. Tiki's or Tikas or uh, yes, Tikas. Tito's or something like that. I don't yeah. know, but it's those are good. I love yeah, I love those. But if too. I'm gonna have that, I'm yeah. going the Frito, you know. Yeah. And if I don't want a Frito, but I still have that hankering, I'm yeah. gonna get a corn nut. Oh yeah, corn nuts are great. So, okay, so here's my only negatives, right? So there's always negatives with all these snacks, right? Thing with the thing with Fritos to, for me. If I eat too many of them, they just dry my mouth out like crazy. More than Cheetos do. And then corn nuts break your, break your teeth sometimes. You get corn nuts are rough. They're rough. And then uh, Cheetos, of course, you just get them all over you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of I gravitate towards like Chex Mix and things like that more than I do mm-hmm. other like Cheetos and Fritos and that. I, I like the chips. I love the, like the rye chips. Mm-hmm. The rye chips. I, I live for those. Like the bold one, the one with Worcestershire sauce. That's the that's the chips. I like makes. those uh, cutty fish or cuttlefish chips. That oh you, yeah, those are good. Oh yeah. Sometimes they smell like straight ass, but mm-hmm. then some, but then they taste good. So welcome to Piecast, home <laughs> of all snack foods. <laughs> I just realized that we've been smoking and and uh, forgot the name of the show apparently. Zach and Patrick here, uh, and a commemorative. I actually scored some Penzance. Now yes. I've had it before. Yep. But I wanted Patrick to try it, and I've been hunting for it ever since. I got a. I originally had an eight ounce bag, and I smoked all of it. And it was fine. I'm sorry, guys. Like it's not good. Like it's okay. Stonehaven's okay. They're not like you. You're really not. I think if you need to, if you if you if if the love of the smoke to a certain extent is trying everything so your palate can experience everything and you, you, you and and then there's something kind of like fun about the quest mm. you know cuz i kind of relate finding a rare tobacco to finding a great movie that you've never seen before or looking hunting for something that you've never this kind of a hunt yeah there's an objective it's kind of fun yeah if you need that that's great but if you're looking for the best balkan english or something like that Honestly, this ain't it to me. There's no, there's no body to it. It's just not great. I mean, like I remember the last time I smoked it, and the last time I smoked it, I got it. The the tobacconist said, "Oh, that's so rare. No one ever." But I was like, I was like, "Well, I've never even heard of this." (laughs) 
I go, whatever, I'll try it, you know? If it's rare, maybe it's good. I didn't really think too much about it, but I bought it because I wanted to try well, it. 12 years ago, 15 years ago? It was, no, it was um, 7, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, whatever, I'll try it. So I tried it. Um, this has been after I'd got back from Afghanistan. Oh, okay. I was okay. in my house that I live in now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but anyway, so like I, I smoked it and I was just unimpressed. It's, it smokes like a really weak Three Oaks. If you guys can remember McClellan's Three Oaks, it's not, uh, it has the mild taste of, it's, it's like a light nightcap. It's a, Margate is more interesting. Yeah. Mar- Margate and Pembroke, I like both of them yeah, so much more. They, and, and Pembroke. Pembroke's a little bit sweeter version of Margate. They're the yeah. same tobacco. Yeah. Except one's got cognac on it and the other doesn't. But, like, if I... I think Margate has more complexity. I think Esoterica really hits the mark. If you're going to go get an Esoterica blend, you're like, I know that they make the greatest. Then you, you really need to focus on their aromatics. They're better. English yeah. aromatics are where it's at. Now, Eng- like English tobacco, like a style yeah. or a Balkan style. Yeah. Nah, it, it, all American blenders make a better Balkan. Yeah. Germans make the best uh, vapors. German, uh, Scandinavian. Uh, yeah. The, they're the they have like the gold standard in my book on vapor blends. Yeah. Uh, Americans have the gold standard on Balkan. American and English, yeah. and the British make the and like that's not knocking them. If you think if you sat down and heard me say the British, I'm talking about J.F. Germains, I'm talking about Esoteric, I'm talking about Samuel Galworth, I'm talking about Hogarth and Galworth. If you think that me saying that their aromatics is insulting, then you haven't you haven't I guess crossed that plane mm. where you're into aromatics again. There's a there is. I don't, I've heard this defined before. I'll just repeat it. There is a a level of tobacco taste. So you'll start with aromatics. And I'm talking about the ones you get at the tobacconist that are syrupy, nastiness. They're not really great. The American aromatics. Yeah. You'll know it. It'll say coffee delight. It'll say, you know, peaches and cream. It'll say, it'll yeah. be whatever they can put on that package. It'll be really saccharine, sweet smell. It'll be, and it just, it's not... They're not particularly good. Very burly, so there's no... It's got some body, but it doesn't have any complexity. There's not really any Virginia or anything like that. Anyway, you'll smoke it, you'll smoke it, you'll smoke it. You'll have Tumbite. Almost, I think it's important to go through aromatics first because you'll be so trained in tongue bite. I know because cats will start... They'll actually start probably where they should, which is probably in the english mm-hmm. you know style and then they'll have to go back and try like a virginia or a virginia perique or something like that and then they're like oh the tongue bite's so terrible and it's like yeah you didn't start with aromatics so that's probably the issue and if you start with aromatics i think they that they hurt so much that you Aww. almost get used to it if you start with aromatics then i think you go to you'll go to a light dusting kind of like fruity virginia you're talking about your, like your university flakes or something like that You'll see something, you'll say, hey, I know that name, Peterson. Yeah. I have a Peterson pipe. And you'll probably gravitate towards uh, the something delight, University Flake. If you do catch the bug, you'll end up getting on a forum, and someone will lead you to Englishes, which I think is the next step, mm-hmm. then Virginia Perique. Sometimes they're interchangeable, but I yeah. do think most people go for straight uh, aromatic straight Virginia, uh, English Balkan, Vapor, back to Virginia again, 
because Virginia is a kind of Virginia is complicated. And then finally, you'll exhausted every bit of your English and Balkan and Virginia and vapor, and you'll try to figure out what's the best or what isn't the best, and you'll do everything in your power to not to try something new. And someone will introduce you to Lakeland aromatics, which um, are very complicated Virginias with uh, floral notes all in them. The the Lakeland essence that people say smells like old lady purses. But I promise you, like soap, you know, real perfumed. It's the best, in my opinion. Like, Mm. it's the only summer blend I'll smoke. I do think it takes years to get back to where you're like, I'll try anything as long as it's not Latakia or whatever or mm. whatever. I think that there's a point where you sort of smoke yourself into like, well, this is sort of the same old rodeo. Yeah. Is there anything new? And if you if you have kind of an adventurous palate, you end up going to Lakeland and what I call the English aromatics, which um, Jeff Tremaine's has some of the best Aromatics, talking about Ramsgate, talking about Woodbridge, talking about Blackpool. I haven't had Ramsgate, so don't take my word for that. I just, uh, I can tell you I'm going to love it. I like Woodbridge. I like uh, Blackpool a whole lot. I love everything that Godwith and Hogarth put out. I love everything that Samuel Godwith puts out. Hmm. Maybe not the Talisman one. It's not my favorite. It's not. It's a weak cherry, but oh. Godwith and Hogarth has the best cherry flake that was ever created and people are sitting there thinking like cherry's disgusting chocolate's disgusting it's like you're used to the american style yeah i promise you that the cherry and chocolate blend bob's chocolate flake is the best flake aromatic i've ever had it tastes just like chocolate bars really it's so good it is it's all smoked all summer that and the cherry flake and the rum flake is super good Hmm. and innerdale and grasmere uh, they've always old. been a Grasmere guy. Well, since I've known you. Yeah. I mean, I love all those. Yeah. Interdale has a nice almond-like flavor to it. It's just sweet almond, sort of like a Mars Mars Marzipan. Oh, okay. Fondant kind of flavor to it. Very good. But I, I sorry, I talked a lot about that, but I do think that that's the general trajectory. <laughs> and my like, because one of my favorite things to smoke in the spring is uh, grouse Warm by Samuel mm-hmm. Galwith. That is a delicious lemongrass tobacco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've had it before, I think. I have. Uh, okay, no, sorry, I didn't even cut you off. But real quick, if you do go to the lake list, just know mm-hmm. they'll ghost the piss out of a pipe. Oh, yeah. So you don't want to smoke them in something that you're really precious with because they will keep that that flavor. 1792 Flake, delicious. Tonquin Bean, yeah. you know, all those things are really great. All of them will stick with a pipe for the life of the pipe. I mean, I don't smoke them in any... I usually smoke them in a couple of corn cobs or meerschaum. Mm-hmm. Huh. Sort of going back to what you were saying, it, it not trying to sound pompous in any way, but because of my entrance into it, well, I didn't start with aromatics, let's be frank. Uh, well, yeah, but like you had a good introduction, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I think the first tin that I bought with you was um, Blue Note. Dan's or something? Yeah, Dan's Blue Note. Yeah, Dan's Blue Note, which I don't remember much about it. Is it an aromatic? It is an aromatic. So I guess I did, but I only like smoked two or three Well, bowls. you didn't start on that. I gave you a sampling, didn't I? I don't remember what I... I don't even, I don't even really count that moment as the moment I started smoking. Okay. The, I started like right before we started doing this podcast. 
So it was like the fall of 2018. And because I was really on you to start smoking, I think it was like Irish Peterson's Irish whiskey. And uh, Irish whiskey ain't bad, it's not super aromatic. Old Dublin was the first one I bought that I really, really right. So, and that's that's in English. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, and, and, and then also, I will say that I guess just the way that I smoke, I'm I don't get tongue bite a lot. Um, you it, do use it, the breath method, though. Yeah, I use the breath method, and it may also help that the first pipe I bought, the first briar, had the P system, the P lip. Mm-hmm. Um, That's helpful. Yeah, Peterson systems are always super good. But now I don't smoke it. It I smoke it the least of any of my pipes. So, and all the other, all my other pipes are fishtail. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't get a lot of t- what I get more often than not is sort of the equivalent of tongue bite, but on the roof of my mouth. I get that sometimes, but it's never bad. Right. But sort of getting back to Penzance, yeah, there's not a lot of body to it. To me, it smokes a lot like an aromatic. Um, like it, it's got the it's got that English note, but there's no body to it. It's almost like it's almost like it, it, there is a lot of burly in it, which mm. I I don't know what the percentages are or if there I even is even any know. burly. I mean, like I think it's very oriental forward, and it, you know, someone said that it had kind of a Lakeland essence. I heard that before, or floral essence. It doesn't to me at all. Uh, the Latakia is very pronounced. It looks like it's predominantly Latakia. Mm. Um, but because it lacks what it seems to lack is Virginia. So, like, in my opinion, this is like it has all the front of Latakia that say commonwealth does but with none with nothing to back up like to back it up like the virginia that commonwealth has um i don't think it of course commonwealth is just a 50 50 latakia virginia but they put so much latakia that there's really can't tell that there's oriental even though it's supposed to be oriental for i don't know it's just not good like i just don't think it's good i mean i think their balkan sobrani's better their margate's better um and soda bed and soda bed has an essence to it that's tastier. Some people yeah. say that it's changed and it's not so good, but I like in soda bed a lot. Their vapors aren't good either. Dorchester and Dunbar are not good. Dunbar smells like a like a gym sock. Which should mean that there's a ton of Perique in it, but it just doesn't, it's not Perique. It's just not I, good. I just I don't, don't get it. I don't remember my opinion on Dorchester and Dunbar. I, I don't think I didn't like it, but I don't think it was spectacular. I like Tilbury. Stonehaven kind of grows on you after a while, but Stonehaven's not that interesting either. Yeah. And I got a bag of Peacehaven, which is straight Virginia. Stonehaven and Peacehaven? I think they're named after all these towns on the coast. Oh, okay. They're all coastal towns in England. Oh. So Stone, I know where Stonehaven's at. I think Peacehaven. I know Woodbridge, I think, is... You know what? I'm not going to say. I think it's Cornwall, but I could be wrong. But, like, they're all coastal points. Cornwall? Well, I, I guess because J.F. Germain just wanted to name it after the cities. Like, kind of give it all, like, a kind of like a English charm. I mean, they're... Which doesn't make any sense to me because all Germain blends are made in Jersey. Oh. Uh, so. When the name is Soterica, it doesn't sound English to me. It sounds Italian or something. I don't know. It is it Latin? It could be Latin, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I, know. I don't know the history of that word. It just, in my mind, it doesn't invoke, you know, Commonwealth. That invokes British, right. uh, you know, well, Dorchester. Great, Commonwealth tobacco. Yeah. didn't, like, name it. But, like, Dorchester, Dunbar, all those, I mean, Dunbar, sound, yeah. like, you know, I mean, like, wasn't the, uh, wait, 
No, I'm, I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken. I swear something was related to Dunkirk to a certain... Oh. One of those towns was related to Dunkirk. One of them. Like, that's where they shipped out from, I think, to get... You know, the, to get a to private, Dunkirk. There were private fishermen who crossed yeah. the English Channel to yeah. get the soldiers out of Dunkirk. Yeah. But I don't know where that I don't came. know where that was. I thought it was Dunbar, but now I'm mistaken. Now I'm thinking that I thought Dunbar because of Dunkirk. But I swear, one of those port towns, I think they they I, jettisoned out of there to get to Dunkirk. I, I know where you're thinking, but I, I don't think it was Dunbar. The only reason why I think that is because stuff like that, like they sort of sound the same, but they don't. Like I pick up on those really easily, easily, and they stick with me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if that city had been Dunbar, I would have remembered that, and, mm-hmm. and I'd have made some stupid dad joke like, "Well, they went from Bar to Kirk or something, right?" They, or they done went to Bar and Kirk. Like I, I would have done something dumb like that. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, that's you know, that's kind of a one-off. I just know that's where they got some of their names from. I like I said, I'm not smashing them because I love their uh, aromatics or amazingly good I think um, the thing, and they're all just Virginia with like li- I love licorice so yeah you gotta, I'm just not a fan of like what pe- what I think you can get far superior English Balkan and uh, Virginia blends elsewhere if you're gonna do Virginia and Perique I think you should stick with German companies yeah and if you're gonna go for an English style tobacco I think America has it licked. I think that what GLPs does, I think puts Penzance and all these other ones quite nice as a superior blend. Yeah. Um, uh, Chelsea Morning is my favorite uh, light uh, light uh, English Morning English, I guess is what you got. Chelsea Morning is my favorite English. Period. Who who uh, who blends uh, Artisan? Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Uh, See, so yeah, that's one of my favorites. I can smoke it all the time. Mm-hmm. It and Nightcap both. They, I can just. And that's another Scandinavian. Yeah. So. First now it's Peterson, <clears> not Dunhill. Yeah. I think basically, to wrap it all up, Esoterica serves the purpose of it's the tobacco that you hunt and you and you collect, but it's not the tobacco that you necessarily want to smoke all the time. It it doesn't fit that that uh little that little niche of. Hey, this is something I, you know, I say for a special occasion. No, it's one that it fits that little hunter, like the adventurer. Like I'm on the hunt to get me some. But and there's nothing wrong with it no. either. I mean, like I think that it's a to- everything that I've smoked from Esoterica is a serviceable tobacco. It's serviceable, like it serves its purpose to be smoked. It's fine. Uh, it's not. It's not super great. It's not worth paying extra for. You know, no, you know what I'm saying? I would never get on eBay and pay extra for it. No, it unless unless the only thing you're doing is, you know, wrapping it up and putting it away, never touching it. It's more of like for a collector kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, but even then, I wouldn't pay extra for it. But I'm just saying that to me, that's the only excusable uh, reason to pay extra for Esoterica is that just for a collector. Say you got, say you have a tin of all of them or a bag of all of them, and you're trying to, you try just trying to, you know, fill fill that collection. There, there. But if you're buying it just for the sake of smoking it, none of them is worth it. The only, like I said, the only one that I would ever keep really on rotation, well, only three would be either Margate or Pembroke, depending on how I feel that day, and then Soda Bed. That's just me. I, I really just like Soda Bed. It's it's a very good. It's it's the, probably the best that they've got because it's enough different that, from Nightcap. 
that I that I still like because it's very similar to a nightcap. I mean, it, it's trying to fit that same sort of. It's for you know before you go to bed after you've had a good meal, all that kind of. It fits that realm. Yeah, and I just don't. I, I still to this day don't understand Penzance. It's just like it's not something you should be chasing. They've got better tobacco in. I mean, literally, Esoterica has better tobacco. This Margate is, is more readily available, and Sotabed is more readily available than Penzance and Stonehaven, and they're superior. This will be like one of the worst rated episodes we've ever done. But, but I will say I'm glad that our viewers are totally allowed to have their terribly exactly. bad opinions. Well, no, I, I was going to say I, I'm glad about that because we. I'm trying to word this without getting too wild, but. There needs to be room for like the people that like Joe Rogan brings on his podcast, right? You know, you hear all the all the critiques and like, well, he gives he gives these people voices. I'm like, there needs to be room for that in the world. There needs to be room for people who have differing opinions, and they and and there's somewhere where someone can go and and listen to. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't think that I think if you're smoking that, you know, I wouldn't get caught up in the hype. Mm-mm. I think peas makes a better English. I think you, I think, and I think they're more readily available, available, and I think they're more interesting. I mean, if you, if someone asked me that, you know, showed up and said, you know, what, if you could have any tobacco right now, what would you, what would you want? I think uh, Bohemian Scandal by Peas would be the most interesting thing because that's I never heard of that. Yeah, it's just been discontinued since two thousand and two. I think uh, it was it was his only one one maybe one of two of his only Syrian uh, Latakia oh, blends. Okay, okay. Now Three Oaks is, is amazing. Vintage Syrian is really good. Mm-hmm. I think that they're just better. But I mean, if I could try anything, I would try that that like discontinue. I wouldn't go find Balkan Sobrani. I wouldn't go find all of these. I would find that that one peas blend because I like peas of stuff. What do you think about Mac Baron? Like, what's your what's your Mac Baron's good? Yeah, they came out with that HH Latakia Flake. That was pretty good. It was amazing. Yeah, that was good. And uh, it's a birthday gift from you. Was it? Yeah, you gave me that for my birthday. Oh, there you go. But but what was our other one that I think we tried? Did we did we try? We did uh, the HH Vintage Syrian. We did yeah. the HH. Did we do Dark Dark Fired Kentucky? Yeah, I did that. Dark, Dark, Dark Fired. HH Dark Fired isn't as good as the or or oh god, why can't I think? Um, oh, um, Orlick. Orlick. Yeah, thank you. I want to say Orson Welles blend. <laughs> I thought you were thinking about that guy or Russell Roulette. <laughs> Russell Roulette, but no Orlick. Uh, Orlick's and. Uh, Orlick is better, and I think Orlick might have like because I kind of go back and forth on this all the time. But uh, Peter Heinrichs, Peter Heinrich, I thought uh, that was going to come up. The one that's in like a paint can. Yeah, now that's good too. But yeah. I actually think I like Orlick Starfire better now because I've been kind of going back and forth smoking either one. But what Peter Heinrich does the best at and um, is Curly Block, which mm. I just got. I cut off Patrick a piece. It's the best vapor I think that's ever been made. Heinrich's per- curly block is amazing. It's expensive. It's about eighty bucks for a block, uh, but it's a block. But though. it's a block. I mean, like you probably can get about if you cut it into coins. Coins similarly cut like 
any other coin that you'd get, you probably there'd probably be like you know nine, ten cans mm. worth of coins in that one block that I got. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's just me, but they seem to be a little bit bigger coins. It's because I cut them bigger. Well, I mean the circumference. Yeah, they probably they, they seem a little bigger than a normal like an escudo. But those are amazing, and uh, that's but that's German, you know, McBaron, uh, Scandinavian tobacco. I say German, you guys, you know, just think of like Northern Europe. Yeah, I don't know if you should, if I should clarify Northern European. I want to try Indonesian tobacco. Hmm. That's the next move to get. You know, you got away from America, you got away from the European, you got yeah. away from your movement. You want to move kind of east. There's an Indonesian, that, like, just a whole bunch of Indonesian tobacco. Well, talk about that. Uh, I don't think we mentioned this. So while I was in Vietnam, I um, I snuck some, or I got some Vietnamese tobacco mm-hmm. for Zach. And I don't, I don't think I've talked to you since. Maybe we talked about this. I, I can't remember. Have you had a chance to smoke any of it? Uh, so I've smoked. So there's like. Um, there's like four different strengths too. Yeah, so Patrick brought back a. Um, I don't want this to sound insulting. It's not. They're good, but they are equivalent to cigarette tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's so not, I it's mean, not I smoke pie. them like a cigarette. Like yeah. I will. I went and got some uh, zigzag and rolled it on my own and smoked yeah. it. That's the way I did it. I'm an old cigarette smoker. This is not a thing. Um, they they kick like a mule. I haven't done the one, uh, which would be natural nicotine or natural tobacco. Uh, to kind of give you guys an understanding of what that is, if you don't know, I think like if there's like 3% nicotine inside a regular cigarette, I think that the natural or the wild tobacco is like 12%. Oh, geez. It's some crazy thing where it's like if, I mean, it would probably knock me down. Well, there's, there was, they kept showing me videos of it when I was there of people, you know, just smoking it out of like a, like a wooden pipe, not like a, not like a pipe, but like a, it's almost like a bong. Yeah. And they smoke it and then, like, start shaking and, like, pass out. It's good tobacco, but it's not pipe tobacco, which the Indonesian yeah. one is. Oh, it is? I'm going to try to track it down. I don't know how. And I think that's the thing with anybody who's interested in the to taste of tobacco is over time. You, you, well, that's why I said, you know, I think the natural trajectory is to actually circle back to an aromatic. It's not the aromatic, but it is an aromatic. Yeah. Which is what I've done. And now... I'm like, well, you know, let's go find something else. I couldn't find any, like, just straight pipe tobacco there. The only even essence of pipe tobacco that was in Vietnam was, um, like, I think they had some Orlick in a can or, you know, in a tin. And they had, um, they had, they had some pipes. And I, I can't, for the life of me, remember the brands. But it was, it was well-known brands that we, that we know. But there is an article on it called uh, Indonesian Pipe Tobacco. You can just Google it. It's like, uh, I'm trying to think of what, I mean, so that's what some of it looks like. You see how they roll it and block it too. Oh. oh and we can, we can leave a link to some of this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's some, I know that they smoke it with a specific type of like banana leaf or something like that. So it kind of oh. makes like an aromatic Latakia. Okay. That's what I heard, at least, or something too akin to that. Don't quote me. Read the article. Guys. Yeah. Well, when we were in Vietnam, it was during the, the Lunar New Year, so they were doing they were making some kind of thing that they make every Lunar Lunar New Year, and they use like banana leaf and they wrap it up and whatnot. And uh, like we went to somebody's house who was 
it was like a, a factory kind of like they, the parents and the grandparents and the kids, they were all running around just doing it. And the little kids who don't know how to actually do it, they're just messing. Like, the, you know, they're just throwing it in a leaf, folding it up, starting all over, like just playing with it. Now, what is it exactly? It's a cake? It's, I really, I'd I have to get in here to, to explain it, but... Because yeah. when I watched the Watchmen show, they made those traditional Vietnamese moon. Oh yeah, which Ann saw that and she was like, "That's not a mooncake." <laughs> She's like, "That's not that's not a mooncake." And I was like, that's, "They said it." <laughs> and I don't think you know anything. I mean, you're not. I mean, you're from Vietnam. You don't know. <laughs> but no, yeah, because we How'd watched. She take that. Nah, she, she was just. I, I didn't really say that. I was like, "Well, I guess they didn't." Yeah, really I think know. she brought up mooncakes to me one time. And I was like, "That's great. Keep that in Vietnam. I've got moon pies." They're better. And I think she didn't like that. We got into an argument between moon... I've never even had a moon cake, so I was like the yeah. idiot. She's had a moon pie. So I guess she has. has. she? I imagine she has. Well, they have a thing that's like a moon pie that you can get at the Asian market. It's called like Choco something. A choco? Choco something. I don't know. Uh, it's like a... Fla- it's like... It's not as good as a moon, as a moon pie. Oh, really? But it's like... I mean, it's the same thing as a moon pie. But it's, it's a little bit thicker and it's a little more flaky. Like the 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 marshmallowy outside. I think a fresh moon pie would be the greatest thing ever. When they just came right off, just the... came right off the conveyor. Thinking about it like this, because everyone who's listening has had a moon pie. Uh, if you haven't, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. <laughs> it's a marshmallow cream center graham cracker coated in chocolate or some sort of coating flavoring. Could mm-hmm. be vanilla. Could be banana. Chocolate's traditional. I love the banana ones. Yeah. I, I mean, chocolate is the, is the one, but the banana ones are good, too. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. You know, if they came off the conveyor, they had to be warm, so that marshmallow would be good. And... Yeah, because a lot of people will microwave them. <clears throat> I microwave it. Yeah. You put it in their mi- microwave. prefer a microwave moon pie because it's warm. That was funny because I, I remember in that Watchmen, her like shop is called Milk in, in Hanoi. Right. <laughs> I was like, what the crap? That that is funny that they made it where it was like like one of the states. It was like a United States. Well, they the Vietnam War in the Watchmen comic they they won it. Yeah, it was a lot different because they had the Watchmen. Right. They had the comedian. Well, they had, really, it was just Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan came in and just destroyed them all. Right. Which is funny to me because, as you know, of course I didn't read the comic, but I watched the Zack Snyder movie. Uh, and looking back on it now, there's like I think there's one scene where Manhattan just comes up like. Over somewhere and he just like destroys a whole. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like, like looking back on it now, that's just the same thing as that guy in the in like the opening of Full Metal Jacket where he, you know, they're they're flying over that crop field and he's just shooting right. innocent people. That's like the same thing. He just he was just killing people. Right. But Matt, but you're in that idea that Manhattan is supposed to be above everybody else. But like, which again, I, I don't really want to get into the philosophy of the Watchmen because. I don't fully understand it either. I haven't, I haven't, well, not that I don't understand it, I haven't sat down to process it. Right. I just watched it for entertainment when I was younger. And of course, with the new show, or it's not new now, but you know, it's newer. I only watched like one episode, so I don't. Well, the Watchmen comic, every superhero was a kind of a political philosophy. Because I, I didn't know that. And that kind of helps you, you know. Okay, before you tell me who each one's supposed to be, I always gravitated to. Night Owl or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Whatever he is. What is he supposed to be? I think he is democracy. Oh. Like, you know, I think he is sort of like the democratic 
Well, now, like, I, like, I love Rorschach. Don't get me wrong. He's, Rorschach, he's tyranny. Yeah, Rorschach is, like, the character. But, like, if I was going to be, like, where I saw myself in the movie, you know, because a lot of times, like, I think this, this is not supposed to be any kind of mind-blowing kind of re- revelation here. I'm just, I'm basically stating the obvious. I think most people, when they when they interact with media, uh, whether it's reading a book or listening to a song or watching a movie, you have people or characters that you relate to as you are now. Mm-hmm. And then you have characters that you want to be. Right. And, like, watching watching The Watchmen, I was like, I feel like I am, whatever his name was, Night Owl or, or right. whatever his name was. But I wanted to be like Rorschach. Right. But, or, you know, and the, the comedian, you know, I, he was okay too, but, you know. But those were the three I sort of gravitated to. I, I, I felt like Manhattan, even though I like Superman, don't get me wrong, I just felt like he was a Superman-like character. And I right. was like, I don't really care about you. But and then everybody was obsessed with the blue dick. I'm like, I don't give two craps about the blue dick. Just watch the damn movie. Um, so what was Manhattan supposed to be? I think he's a uh, technocracy, like the or like whatever is ruled by science and reason. The comedian, we'll see. Um, fascism. Oh, that makes sense. And you got the silk specter, both silk specters. I don't know what silk specter represented. Um, and then of course the villain. Ozymandias is, I think, a Hobbesian like uh, monarchistic kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like I said, I, part of why I like the night the, the owl guy is I like Patrick Wilson too. So I like I gravitated toward that actor too. Did you like him in Aquaman? And that was probably one of his weaker roles. <laughs> I, I like the movie for the it's, it's a popcorn movie. The the part I didn't like it was directed by a horror director. And there was parts of it, you know, that got a little horrific, you know, with the with those little creatures that were attacking him. Yeah. I wanted that more. I wanted more of that. Because the deep ocean is the scariest place on Earth. Take advantage of that and make it horror. But I think the, the, the big superhero studios are trying to stay away from horror because, well, like, you know, the guy who did the first Doctor Strange, he did, he did uh, Sinister. And he was supposed to come on and, and do the second one, and he stated that it'll be like Marvel's first horror movie. But then, like Feige was like, "No," and he's fired. He got fired, or he left. So they have somebody else coming to direct. I'm like, but, isn't I, but it I wanted called, that. Like it's like set up like a horror movie. It's though. the multiverse of madness or something. It right. sort of sounds Lovecraftian in a way, or Dungeons and Dragons ish. Kind well, of. that seems like the way they're going. They're like gonna kind of steer into the. But I, I, I probably what happened was Scott Eric, is it Erickson or Derrickson? I don't know who the director was. He wanted to go harder. Like he wanted to really go horror. But I guess the, the you're just not going to get that. I mean, it'd be interesting to do like a a hard R mm. Marvel well, movie. I guess you're going to get that with the New Mutants, but it looks like it's going to be awful though. So they're going to go hard R. Well, I don't think I don't know if it's hard R, but but it started. You know, it started. I don't know if it was hard R or not because it started with Fox, and Fox didn't care to make them R. You know, they made Deadpool R, they made Logan R. They didn't care. But now it's going to be released under Disney or whatever. Is it being released under Disney? Well, well, Disney's going to be releasing it, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Because I think Fox still has, like... I mean, it definitely is. Disney's in charge of it right now. But I don't know if they're still releasing it under, like, some banner. Which they just released that, you know, it's not called 20th Century Fox. Now it's going to be called 20th Century Television or something. What? Or something like that. I can't remember. I don't remember. I know Disney... 
is in charge of getting it released, but I don't know what they're going to do about it. I don't think they're altering the movie at all. Huh. So it might be a hard R. Or, you know, real, like, you know, was that, NC-17? I don't, there's never really any How long has that movie been trying to come out, though? Like, four years, I think. Yeah, something crazy. Either way. Yeah, the, I, I would like to see a more, like, a hard R approach to, to some of that stuff. Especially with Aquaman. I really wanted Aquaman to be, like, just give me some good horror scenes. And, and like, the, the part where he sort of jumps down and all those, like, creatures are doing, that's, it's good. I liked it. But I needed some more. With me, horror is more atmosphere than it is jump scares which is funny i was thinking about this yesterday tell me what you think about this might should have saved this for the october one but Mm -hmm. just forewarning y'all october is going to be a busy month for everybody there might not even be an episode that month we don't know we don't know yet so um but it's funny to me so like scary movies as a genre or horror movies as a genre you have horror, like just any time of the year horror, but then you have Halloween-specific movies. You know, Halloween, Trick or Treat, Tales of Halloween, things right, like right, that. Right. You have your specifics, but then you have other things. Like Takes a Chainsaw Massacre could happen at any time of the year. You know, we don't know when that happens. I mean, well, I think it's summertime, but it happens. If I want something that gives me the atmosphere of scary, but not so scary, Halloween-specific movies are almost always less scary than non-Halloween specific movies almost all the time they're so much easier to watch if you don't want to get like super scared why i don't know i don't know what the idea i don't know what it is but like so like yesterday i was like i kept had it i gotta i gotta get into the halloween spirit i I usually don't do that i usually wait till middle of september beginning of october that's when i'm like okay i'm on full halloween mode right he said some blasphemous stuff he said he would never criticize someone to get into christmas early because of that yeah okay so used to i I've look. I have this. I have this antiquated notion that October is for Halloween, November is for Thanksgiving, and Christmas or December is for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, that's how I grew up. It, it's easy to remember, right? October first through October thirty first. That's Halloween. November first through November thirtieth. That's Thanksgiving. Like, I mean, that's just really okay. But in, in, it starts to get a little confusing here. But really, the first half, like the first three weeks of November are just a continuation of Halloween feeling without the scary part. So you still got your fall, same fall decorations up. You just take down the skeletons and the cobwebs and the pump and the, you turn the jack-o'-lantern around so you see the, the side that didn't get cut mm-hmm. and you leave it on your front porch till it rots. That's, that's November. November is sort of like, it's sort of like the grace period. You know, you sort of, and then, right. and then Thanksgiving, of course, which is a superior holiday to Christmas because, you you get together and you hang out with your family. There's no idea that oh, I need to get somebody a gift. Right. It's so much better um, from a secular perspective. Of course, the meaning of Christmas has a lot more meaning to it. But but then but then Christmas is December first to December thirty first. Sorry, that's that's Christmas. But of course, as I mean, I, older, I would probably disagree a little bit there. I'd say that well, it's... that is me growing up, Patrick. I've well, I would say a little December first to January sixth. Yeah, because. Because the twelfth day of Christmas start on Christmas, <clears throat> right? They start, so you have to go to the twelfth, which would be like January sixth. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. Yeah, so like I've have had also to alter like that. after the sixth or whatever. That's usually when school. I always count school holiday too. Like even my high school days, I mean, I count all that. So like I let it filter out. Also, yeah. parties extend beyond December twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is complicated, so like you kind of have to give it a little breathing room. But breathing room doesn't mean October. No. 
And like, so where, well, okay, here's a, I guess a little, I'm, we're going on a wild thing here, but let me, let me, let me try to get us back to where we were going. The last episode, like we alluded to earlier, was in December of 2019. A lot of time has passed and a lot of things have happened and we'll get into those later. Okay. We'll, we're, we're, we got some special treats for y'all, but we'll get into that later. But one of the big things that happened is me and Zach both changed jobs. Yeah. That is one thing that happened. But where we used to work is a town. It's got this little small town kind of vibe, downtown little area. And two times, two or two different years, I those, drove through. Those may, are may, key. Maybe three years. I think it was three. I, I would drive through on October 27th. And they would already have their freaking snowflakes up on the freaking light posts and Christmas flags, and I would just get livid because that is <clears throat> that's just ridiculous to me. And look, and even though I love Halloween, I I love Halloween. Halloween's the best holiday ever. It's it's my favorite time of the year. It's so good. Whatever, I, I apply this logic everywhere. Like when I see Halloween stuff in July in Hobby Lobby, I freak out too. I flip shit. I'm like, well, hold on, this don't need to be here. That needs to be here like in September. That's more appropriate because if it's still hot outside, I don't want to think about Halloween. But as you get older, you understand there's complications. And again, you know, that, the complicated idea that, you know, the 12th day of Christmas starts on Christmas. You know, we, I didn't learn that in school. I, I learned that later in life. And so, you know, so that extends Christmas out. So yeah, I used to get really upset about seeing your know, Christmas stuff early and seeing people who on October 29th or 30th being like, I just can't wait till Christmas and share some post of a, of an elf in a stocking or some shit. I don't know. Um, so, but yesterday, I don't know if it's just with all that we've dealt with this, you know, this year, you know, what y'all know and what y'all will find out later, all this crazy stuff. I just, just to, to get me back into it. I had to, I had to watch some like Halloweeny stuff yesterday Yeah. in the middle of August. So I just had to do it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm breaking my own rules. So I guess the rules get to change. That's the that's the cool thing about so being I'm fine with Halloween being here all the time. But Christmas, I know you are. Just confine that crap to December. So that's it, guys. Uh, that's that's gonna wrap it up. So vote Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of y'all made it this far anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's not gonna matter. <laughs> uh-huh. Nobody's listening at this point. But yeah, we'll, we're gonna try to stay more consistent. Corona has been a nightmare. And, uh, and life. And life, just in general. Job changes and things like that. But uh, we're back. We're now trying to figure this out. So it's good to hear from you guys. Y'all can leave a like or comment or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, if you want to reach out to us, just message us on Instagram. I think that's all, where a lot of our interactions with y'all are, is on Instagram. If you're not following us, it's Pipecast256. If you want to send an email, it's Pipecast256 at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to leave a review, rate us on, on Apple, help us get out there a little bit more. We never really have pushed that before, but, you know, we're going to try to do that now, you know, share us around, leave some reviews. Um, anything, you know, you know, it ain't got to be the best reviews. If you didn't like something we did, let us know. know. Yeah, we're not, you know, we don't take anything too terribly seriously. We just like smoking a pipe and talking with each other. And if you guys want to join in, that's great. I guess we will see you all in, uh. September sometime. Yeah, see y'all in September. When you smoke with us, you smoke with the best. Pace is lightning, expectations high. It's gonna come at you fast, come at you hot. 
Coloca o McWay 